Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. God's worthy. God inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. You can praise your way out of trouble tonight. You can praise your way out of any situation. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. So good to be back in the house of the Lord, feeling what we're feeling. And I sure enjoyed all the singing tonight. Very anointed, very blessed. And I love good anointed singing, don't you? Amen. And it kind of sets the stage for the Word of God. I know some churches, when the singing's through, they're through. Praise the Lord. But um, somebody said this is the... Uh, this is, the, this is the primary thing. Amen. And another man told me, he said, uh, that's what you have left when the interest is gone. Hallelujah. <laughs> is the primary. <laughs> well, I, I don't believe that's the case in Bendale. Amen. But I appreciate the response to the Word of God today. And uh, we're trying not only to be saved, we're trying to stay saved. Stay in a position that God can move for us and fix for us and, and bless. Amen. Amen. So I count it an honor and a privilege to come tonight. And I kind of want to pick up just about where I left off this morning. Sometimes we end up in situations in life and we wonder, how in the world did I get here? <laughs> what am I doing in this situation? Amen. And I was just picking, but I'd called a preacher friend of mine's house the other day, and his wife answered the phone. And when she answered the phone, I, I liked to pick, Sister Moore, and I just said, what in the world is a, is a woman like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> it was her house. She said, I have no idea. <laughs> Sometimes, even in our own environment, we have no idea why we're there. I want to preach to us for a little bit tonight. If you'd like to turn to the book of Genesis, Exodus, excuse me, in the book of Exodus, Brother Moore, I counted an honor and a privilege to come to this sacred desk. We sure do love and appreciate brother and sister more and I appreciate what God's doing in, in Bendale. Go to the book of Exodus if you would, the 13th chapter. Let's go to verse 17. And it came to pass Everybody say it came to pass. Your situation, your situation in life has not come to stay. But it's going to come to pass. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God, everybody say God, God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines although that was near. I want you to hear what he said. Now, God's fixing to take them to the promised land. That's, that's where they're headed. 
But it said, God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness. Everybody say the wilderness. God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up to harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. Everybody say the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice? Brother, would you ask God's anointing on the word and on this service? I need to pray in church. Pray, church. Come on, pray with an open mind tonight. Say, God, speak to me. Hallelujah. Mighty God of heaven, as we come into this house this evening, God, we invite your presence, Lord, to come down, walk these aisles. Speak to the hearts, the minds of the people. God, we bind every spirit of hell that would hinder. God, loose the power of the liberty, God, of the Holy Ghost right now. God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And the church shouted, Amen. Give the Lord a real good hand clap of praise. Whoa, we need to praise Him in the house. Yeah. Well, the devil don't want nobody praising God. And the devil don't want nobody running the aisles or leaping for joy. But I got news for you. We come to have church. Whoa, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise. Let me give you this before I preach. Praise is whenever you got your mind and your heart on God. Hallelujah. I touched on it this morning, but uh, <laughs> I know people in here that's been married for a pretty good while. I've been married for be 37 years, the 11th of this month. If there's one thing that, that I'm talking about bothers me, amen, it's for me and my wife to be off together and, and uh, let's see, how do I say this? <laughs> she might get a hold of this tape. I got to be careful, brother. <laughs> I don't like for her to tell me these little things that, that we're used to telling each other 
and her mind on Walmart. That's right. I want her to have her mind on, on, on the main thing. Amen. Neither does she want me to tell her those same little things that she likes to hear. And I'm, I'm tying hooks up getting ready to go fishing. And when we come into the presence of an almighty God, we cheat ourselves. Can I tell you what God's expecting? God has a bride that God very much loves and adores and expects some heartfelt praise from. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. It's the difference between somebody getting up here. You can get a group and get up here and sing that same song that y'all just got through singing and not feel one thing. But if you get somebody that starts singing it from the heart like they did, it's going to bring results. And whenever we come into the house of God, let's don't go through the robotics of being apostolic. Amen. Let's don't go through the robotics of just lifting our hands and our minds a million miles away. But I'm telling you, when you lift your hands and you begin to say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. I adore you, God. I thank you, God, for the impossible. I thank you, God, for healing. I thank you, God, for salvation. I tell you what, God's, yeah, God's going to come down and walk the aisles of an apostolic church. It's God's good pleasure to touch you. It's God's desire to touch you. Hallelujah. You got to praise God when it's going good, and you got to praise God when it's not going good. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. That's Lanyap. That's not what I'm going to preach about. I just needed to get it out. Hallelujah. You ever done any home mission preaching, Sister Moore? You know, preaching around the house? Some things you just had to get out. <laughs> it's all right to laugh, you know. God laughs at me all the time. Amen. He's got to have a sense of humor. Hallelujah. Too many times we go around looking like sad sack, our lip looking like a Hoover vacuum cleaner. I'm telling you, God's people ought to be the happiest people on the face of the earth. Amen. It's a good life living for the Lord. Praise God. Amen. I enjoy it. I enjoy living for the Lord. But this message that I want to preach to our hearts, and I'm not going to uh, hold you long, not just stumbling around for time, but um, sometimes we end up in places that we, we don't really desire to be. But it's still God's will. I want to preach to us. You can remain seated. Listen carefully. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although it was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return into Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea 
And the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. Ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And I want to preach to us for just a, uh, maybe just a few minutes tonight. I don't know. On what am I doing in the wilderness? What am I doing in the wilderness? Hallelujah. Can I get you to lift your hands one more time unto the Lord? Hallelujah. God, give me that anointing tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, Master, God, I claim victory over every spirit of hell that would hinder. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. Praise the Lord. What am I doing in the wilderness? Amen. God had a covenant with the children of Israel. He had already made a covenant uh, some many, many years before they ever even went into captivity. Amen. God had made a covenant with the children of Israel that he was going to lead them out of captivity. And now we find that some 430 years had passed and, and, and we find, you know the story of how Moses uh, and Pharaoh came face to face. It was, it was that kingdom against kingdom that we talked about this morning. Amen. But I got news for you. God's going to always win. Hallelujah. Amen. We find now that the scripture said that Pharaoh had let people, let God's people go. And, and now we find that God gets them by the hand. Come here, brother. Amen. God gets his children by the hand. Uh, and they're expecting to go to the promised land. Uh, and they know that the Jordan River is just four days journey right across through the land of the Philistines. Hallelujah. And they know they're, they're talking about it. We're out of Egypt. We're coming out of Egypt with a high hand. And we're going to the promised land that we have heard so much about. And now they walk up to the border, amen, of the Philistines. And all of a sudden, amen, God said, you're not going that way. Amen, even though it's a close way, even though it's a near way, you're not going that way. And God turns them about. Amen, and he leads them through the way of the wilderness. And there's going to be times in our walk with God uh, that we know that victory is just a short step away. Uh, amen. But God's not always going to lead us in that direction. Uh, there's going to be times that we're going to camp out in the wilderness. Hallelujah. But you're led by the hand of God. I said you're led uh, by the hand of the anointing of God. And there's times uh, that God can do for us uh, in the wilderness uh, what he cannot do for us in the promised land. 
Hallelujah. I really never paid this uh, uh, scripture very much attention until I preached that message about being offended. Uh, and then God just gave me this message right behind it. And as I began to look at that scripture, uh, it said that God led them, uh, amen, through the way of the wilderness. Uh, because he said, I know this is a close way. He said, but these men uh, are not prepared for war. Uh, there's never a man uh, that has even picked up a sword. Uh, and when they face the Philistines, uh, they're going to go back to Egypt. Uh, I'm telling you, God knows uh, exactly what you need. Uh, I said, God knows uh, exactly what you can handle. Just follow God, even if it's in the wilderness. Hallelujah. They were not men of war. Amen. Neither were they men of war. But there was something much more important than that. Amen. God was going to take them to a land of promise. But brother, they were a far cry from being prepared to go there. Amen. They were a far cry. Amen. They didn't know anything about God. They didn't know anything about praising God. They didn't know anything about trusting God. And God did not let them go the short way. I've come to preach to Bendale. There might be a wilderness ahead of you. Just hold to God's unchanging hand. There might be a wilderness that you wonder, what am I doing here? It's the perfect will of God for you to be there. It's the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Life is not always fair. I told somebody in this house this morning, I said, life is not always fair, but God is. God is, hallelujah. And sometimes for God to make the vessel out of us that God desires for us to be, amen, brother, there's got to be a wilderness, brother Moore. Amen. God realized that the children of Israel, amen, were not prepared to fight. He realized that their spirit was broken. Amen. Because all they knew was a life of slavery. Amen. All they knew was a life of bondage. And they were not prepared to face the Philistines. I'm just telling you something. Amen. I know that there's men that gets this Holy Ghost on the inside of them. And the next week or the next month brother Moore they want to pick up a Bible and go to preaching I'm telling you you got to go by the way of the wilderness God's not going to let you fight the Philistine when you've never been proven in the wilderness God's not going to give you a battlefield until God prepares you somewhere in the wilderness give the Lord a good hand clap of praise Four days journey the short way. Amen. Forty, actually 43 years. Amen. In the wilderness. But there were some things in the wilderness that God had to teach them. Amen. The first thing that God taught them. Amen. Was submission to a man of God. If God would have just let them charge headlong. Amen. Into the promised land. There was not one priest among them. You hear what I'm telling you? There was not one priest among them. They had
had one spiritual leader. And where did he come from? Amen. God brought him 40 years off the backside of the desert. God brought him 40 years out of the wilderness of Midian. Where was it that Moses met God? It was in the wilderness. It was at Mount Horeb. It was in the wilderness of Midian. I'm just telling you, your closest walk with God is going to come when you're camped out in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses could never have led the children of Israel without that wilderness experience. It was in the wilderness that he saw that burning bush. It was on the backside of the desert in the wilderness of Midian that God prepared him for 40 years. Hallelujah. Amen. To lead the greatest people on the face of the earth. Amen. One man, one spiritual leader. Amen. That led the children of Israel out. And that day as they stood and they looked across into the land of the Philistines and I'm sure there was some saying, hey, in four days we're going to have it made. In four days everything's going to be good. And all of a sudden God said, go. He's going to go by the way of the wilderness. You're going to go by the way of the Red Sea. Amen. Can I tell you something? If they had a through the land of the Philistines. Amen. God could have not brought judgment on Egypt. Amen. But because of the way of the wilderness. Amen. God said now I'm going to show Egypt who I am. I'm going to show Egypt what kind of God that I am. I'm going to show Egypt how delivering. Amen. My power is. I'm just telling you something. If you take the shortcut nobody will ever see God in your life. But when you're in the wilderness and you pass the test God's going to see somebody in your life God will see the power of God in your life hallelujah Brother, they stood at the Red Sea. Amen. The Red Sea in front of them and Pharaoh's army. Amen. At their back. And now they turned to Moses. Amen. Because all they knew was slavery. They were not men of war, Brother Moore. And they cried out, were there not graves enough in Egypt that we got to die in this wilderness? And I'm just telling you, God proved himself. What were they saying? They were saying, what are we doing in the wilderness? And there's going to be times in your life that you're going to cry out, God, what am I doing here? God, what am I doing in the wilderness? But if you will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, if you will stand still, amen, God's going to destroy your enemies around you. Amen, you will see the Red Sea as it begins to roll back. I'm just telling you something. It was in the wilderness that they learned to live for God. It was in the wilderness that they learned. I can trust in God. Brother, they didn't know one thing about trusting in the power of God. They didn't know one thing about having faith that God was not going to fail them. It was in the wilderness 
not in the promised land. Amen. That God let a pillar of cloud be with them by day and a pillar of fire by night. Oh, what an assurance. Amen. That God was there. Can I tell you something? You can be assured that even though you're going through the fire and you're going through the trial, God is still there. Even in the wilderness, God is still there. He approved himself to you. All they had to do was look ahead or look behind them. That rock followed them in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you is going through trials right now. Some of you is walking through that valley that we talked about. Maybe the valley of offense. And I look and I see some that when I was here in March, they're not here tonight. Can I tell you why? Amen. They got offended, but they wasn't prepared for the wilderness. Hallelujah. You need to understand it does not matter. Amen. What trial or trial or test that will test your faith. Hallelujah. Amen. God's leading you through the wilderness for a purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. It was in the wilderness there that they learned to follow after the man of God. It was in the wilderness that they learned submission. Amen. Unto the man of God. Can you realize the chaos that it would have been if they had just plunged four days and went into the promised land and the very first thing they had to do in the promised land amen was conquer Jericho and there was not a man of war. There was not a man of unity. Amen. All they knew was the uh, it was the whip of the taskmaster. I'm gonna tell you something. God's perfecting a bride, and God's putting a church together. Amen. Can I tell you where they'll be perfected? It's gonna be in the wilderness. Hallelujah. It's gonna be there. Amen. That we learn that God can give manna. Amen. From heaven. It's not in the promised land. It's in the wilderness. Hallelujah. It's gonna be in the wilderness that you'll smite the rock and water will come forth. It's going to be in the wilderness. What am I doing there? God's trying to show you how great that he is. God's trying to show you I can sustain you even in the wilderness. I got a little sign up over my mirror. Dare to believe the impossible. Hallelujah. Somewhere you're going to need to. Somewhere you're going to need to. Somewhere. Somewhere. Amen. You're going to have a lot more month than you got finance. You're going to have to believe God for the impossible. It would have been hard for the children of Israel to have walked into the promised land. Hallelujah. Without tasting that manna that God daily supplied them for 40 years. It comes from God. Hallelujah. And when you walk through the trials and when you walk through the fire 
and you're tested and you understand that God has brought me through every situation and God made a way out of no way. Hallelujah. Amen. It was in the wilderness that God sustained me. It was in the wilderness. Amen. When the devil said, I got you in a place. Amen. That it's impossible. But can I tell you something? My God specializes. Amen. When you've done all you can do, it's them that God steps into the ring. It's them that God says, now I can prove to you that it's not by man. It's not by favor of man, but it's by favor of God. And if you'll follow him through the wilderness, I'm just telling you, God will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings in your life that you can't contain it all. Hallelujah. What am I doing in the wilderness? There's not one vessel. There's not one vessel that God is using today that has not passed the test of the wilderness. Hallelujah. Can you imagine going into the going into the promised land? Where was it that they got the law? It was in the wilderness. Where was it they got the commandments from God? It was in the wilderness. Where was it they learned how to have church? It was in the wilderness. They had never been in a tabernacle in Egypt. They had never learned how to praise God in Egypt. And I'm just telling you something. If they'd have took the shortcut, they'd have never learned how to praise God. But it's there in the wilderness. Amen. That they learned that heartfelt praise for God. It was there in the wilderness. God knew they were not prepared. Amen. To cross into the promised land. Amen. Because their lives was full of the spirits they had in Egypt. That's all they had ever known, Brother Moore. Can I tell you something? The spirits of this world are not going to cross into the promised land. Amen. If God's got to take me through the wilderness. Amen. To get it out of me. Take me through the wilderness. God I want my praise I want it to be real God I want my praise I want it to be genuine God teach me to praise you God do it in the wilderness God Hallelujah If you don't If you don't Survive the wilderness Somewhere You'll get offended Somewhere offenses are going to come. And those that were not prepared and those that could not get the spirits of Egypt out of them, they died in the wilderness. Their carcass, the Bible said their carcass fell in the wilderness. And it was those that God raised up. Amen. That trusted God through every situation. Amen. Even though they complained, which was human nature, amen, they still stayed with the man of God. And they stayed with the plan of God. I'm just telling somebody in this house tonight, it's not about your bank account. It's not about the house you live in or the car you drive. Amen. It don't matter if you got money, CDs, amen, or the only CD you got of the, of the hillbilly band. I'm just telling you something. It's how we react when God puts us in the wilderness. Hallelujah. It's how that we trust God. It's easy to trust God when you can see a way. 
But it's hard to trust God when there is no way. Hallelujah. Brother, I'm just telling you something. Tonight, I'm telling you something. Amen. God's put you in the wilderness for a purpose. But I see a window open in heaven. Hallelujah. Raise your hands right now. He shakatayalabokahaya. Hallelujah. Sometimes we walk through dry places uh, and we wonder, God, God, I'm giving you my best. Uh, and it looks like I'm in the wilderness. God, I'm giving you my best. Uh, and it still looks like I'm lost in the wilderness. Uh, I'm just telling you what God's doing. Uh, Abraham, God said, just hold on. Uh, if you can take the pulling, I'm going to pull you through. Uh, just hold on. Uh, if you'll stay with a plan, uh, I got news for you. There's going to be a reward. Uh, amen. For going through the wilderness, uh, there's going to be a reward for going through it hallelujah little old shepherd boy out on a hillside and Samuel says I got to go to Jesse's house and anoint me a king amen God said last time I got a king for the people but this time I'm going to get a king for myself and when Samuel got there and he went through all the sons of Jesse but one. He said, where is? Is there not another boy? Yeah. Where is he at? He's in the wilderness. Tended to some sheep. God said, that's my man. That's my man. Hallelujah. If God makes anything out of you, it's going to be because you learn how to survive in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And there God brings him, amen, and anoints him, amen, God himself a king, but he anointed him that day as king over Israel. But I want you to understand something. Even though he was king over Israel in the eyes of God, he was king over Israel in the eyes of the prophet. Amen. But where did he go that day, Brother Marcus? I tell you where he went. He went back to the wilderness. And it was in the wilderness. Amen. That as a boy, he picked that sling up and he learned how to throw that sling. It was in the ways of the wilderness. Amen. Amen, that he practiced day after day. It was in the wilderness that he laid on that rock at night and he had talked to God and there came a closeness there and he could feel the anointing of God. It was in the wilderness, amen, that he slew the lion and there was nobody there, amen, to see the battle. It was in the wilderness that he slew the bear and there was nobody there, amen, to see the battle. It was in the wilderness that God prepared himself not only a king but God prepared himself a giant killer it was in the wilderness we gotta have giant killers there's giants that's attacking Pentecost You ain't going to get it at a Bible college, I'm sorry. But you're going to get it in a wilderness experience when God just picks you up and puts you in a situation. Like I was talking this morning, it's easy, man, it's easy to come in and do your little two-step when you're riding in that blue truck. But can you praise God when you're on the bottom? 
can you praise God when you're having a trusting for your manna? Hallelujah. It's easy when we got five or six thousand dollars a month coming in. I'm trusting God. For, I'm trusting God for a hamburger. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're on the bottom and you ain't got nothing and you're depending on God for manna, that's where God's going to make a vessel out of you. That's where God's going to let you grow in him. That's what's going to prepare you for the promised land. Hallelujah. And there, David, it was in that wilderness, amen, that he, he went to God's school. It was in that wilderness, Brother Ford, amen, that God prepared himself a king because he knew there was going to be a day. He knew that it was going to be a day that David was going to be a giant killer. And that day that he come to the, to the valley of Elah and the war was going on, and his brothers saw him, and they saw him as he approached. He didn't have a weapon in his hand. But the Bible said he began to shout for the battle. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? He didn't get that sitting in the king's house. Hallelujah. He began to shout for the battle. There hadn't been anybody out there in that wilderness to put negative thoughts in his mind, Brother Burnham. But God was telling him, I'm big enough to do anything. I'm big enough to do the impossible. I will not fail you. Amen. I am the Lord God of Israel who neither, neither sleeps nor slumbers. Hallelujah. Amen. I am the Lord God and there is none else besides me. Brother, there was nobody putting negative thoughts in his mind. But when he ran to the battle that day, amen, there was something on the inside of him that said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the armies of a living God? I'm telling you where he had just come from. He come from a wilderness experience with God I'm going to tell you your greatest victories in life is going to be when you come out of the wilderness and you've been with God and you realize that you're not doing it that God is Brother, he didn't get good with that sling that first day in the wilderness. Amen. I'm sure there was times that he wondered, what are all the rest of the brethren doing? And I'm out here in this wilderness. And God would tell him, keep throwing the sling, son. I got you in, I got you in training. Keep throwing the sling. Keep fighting the lion. Keep fighting the bear. There's some giants that's going to be killed. And those brothers of yours that has never been in the wilderness, they're not going to be prepared for the task. Hallelujah. And that day, armed with a sling, he goes down in the valley of Elah. No doubt in his mind that God's bigger than the problem. Hallelujah. No doubt in his mind that God's fixing to deliver.
that uncircumcised Philistine into his hand. I'm just telling you something. If it had been a bed of roses ever since you got the Holy Ghost, amen, you wouldn't be in a match for a Philistine, amen. But by you being in the wilderness and by you going through the fire and by you trusting God for manna and trusting God that the water come out of the rock and following after the man of God, I'm going to tell you, whenever the giant sticks his head up, there's going to be somebody prepared, Amen. Because they've been in the wilderness. There's going to be somebody there. Amen. That God's going to use. Oh, the devil don't like it. I'm just telling somebody. Amen. God's got you there for a reason. God's got you there for a purpose. Hallelujah. You can be seated. When Saul, after David had slew the giant and they began to sing their songs. Hallelujah. Saul's, Saul got offended to the point that he desired to kill God's anointed. That's what offenses will do to you. Can I tell you something? Saul didn't get his training in the wilderness. He didn't know anything about it. But whenever Saul began to follow after David, does anybody know where David went? <laughs> he went back to the wilderness. It was his salvation. It was his refuge in life. The Bible said as Saul would hunt one side of the mountain, David would be on the other. He knew ever not whole. He knew ever hole in the rock, ever cave, ever hiding place. And I'm going to tell you something. There's some advantages to walking in the wilderness. There's some advantages in walking through the trial. Somebody was telling me before church, said, by the trial that I've walked through, I can help somebody else. Can I tell you something? That comes only by being in the wilderness. Hallelujah. You very seldom get a testimony by everything just going good. But a testimony comes when there's a test. And a victory comes after there's a fight. And you get prepared for both of those in the wilderness. It was in the wilderness that David, it was his salvation. It was his refuge from the storms of life. It was there, it was there that he learned to depend on God. It was there that he knew even though the anointing of God was on him, it was a place that God had, had sent him to school and, and David knew everything and Saul could not touch him. I'm going to tell you something. It's hard for the devil to get in whenever you're praying because God's put you in a wilderness place. It's hard for the devil to break through, Brother Moore. If somebody feels like they're in a place, I got to go to prayer meeting. Amen. There's something on the inside of me. I know man can't fix it, but God can. Hallelujah. I'm no man's not the ancient of my problem. And I know that God is. I'm not dependent on the banker. I'm not dependent on the lawyer. I'm not dependent on the doctor. I'm dependent on God. It comes when you're in the wilderness. The children of Israel, could you imagine them plunging across that Jordan River with no commandments in their life? Could you imagine them plunging across that river with no priest, 
no preacher, no structure of worship, knowing nothing about the power of God, can I tell you what they'd have done? They'd have been an utter failure. But God didn't lead them the near way. And there's a lot of people in Pentecost today saying there's an easier way. There's a closer, a near way. I'm telling you, God, keep me in the wilderness. God, if you've got to keep me in the wilderness to keep me in tune with you. God, if you've got to keep me in the wilderness to there's a clear voice in the pulpit. God, just let me walk in the wilderness with you. In the book of Isaiah, if you turn to it for me, I believe it's in chapter 43. Verses 19 through 21. Brother Ford, if you'd get Psalms 107, verses 35 through 37. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? <clears throat> I'm going to make a way in the wilderness and I'm going to put rivers in there I'm going to tell you something when man looks at your situation and shakes their head and said hey there ain't no way that they can, can survive God's going to make a river in the wilderness hallelujah God's going to sustain you with manna in the wilderness hallelujah can I give a little testimony tonight without somebody being offended Hallelujah. I had a, a lady had called for prayer. She had been in a service where I would preached, and she had called for prayer, and God moved for her. And she called back, and she said, Brother McCain, you think we could get somebody to come give us a Bible study? And uh, I, had, I had lost my job. I was making better than $5,000 a month, and and uh, now I was down to $933 a month, and there was a big difference there, brother. Big difference. And uh, it was, I, I didn't really have the money. I'm just telling you a testimony. I really didn't have the money to go over there and give them a Bible study. I had $37 to my name. And uh, I called several preachers around that area and asked them, I said, would you go over there and give these people a Bible study? And one found an excuse and another one found an excuse. And one said, well, they're really not worth fooling with. And I told him, I said, well, I've never seen a soul that was not worth saving. Amen. And so I told my wife, she said, what are you going to do? I said, load up. I said, we're fixing to go give them a Bible study. And so we go over there, and I may have told this before, but we get there, and they're in an upstairs apartment, a one, just a one little family apartment. There's 19 people in it. 15 of them live there. And they, was, they were sleeping on the floors. They were sleeping in the closets. Anywhere that they could lay a mattress or a towel on the floor. Yeah, they was, there was beer cans on the table. There was cigarette Smoke in the room. It looked like a pool hall. I'm just telling you. But I walked in, and they opened the doors out to that little bitty balcony there. And I sat out on that little balcony, and I began to teach them about Jesus. Hallelujah. 
began to teach them about the Word of God. And, and I, they were just, they were so hungry, they were just soaking it up like a sponge. And they were crying, and, and I knew the lifestyle. But can I tell you something? I also knew what it was like to be in the wilderness. I know where God brought me from. I know where God delivered me from. Brother Ford, I felt it so much an obligation of mine, amen, to preach to them that life don't have to be that way, that God can turn it all around. Hallelujah. And, and we left that night of that Bible study, and I filled up my, my truck, and it left me, I don't remember, 7 or $9 in my pocket. And they had wrote us out a little card with hand writing on it, we love you, Brother McCain. And they probably wasn't nothing on their spell right. I'm just telling you what kind of people they were. And that little card was wrapped up with a little string. And we were headed down the highway, and I was telling Sister McCain, I said, you know, I said, I feel that God's going to do something for them. I know the situation looks impossible. I said, but I'm believing that God's going God's to save those people. And I told her, I said, I was not so far removed that I couldn't remember when I was in the same shape, amen, that they're in today. And she read that little outside of that card, and she said, do you want to open it up and see what it says? And I said, yeah, open it up. And she untied that little string, and on the inside of that card, it was $1,000. And I realized how they got it. I realized it did not come easy. I realized it was nights on the street. Amen. There was $1,000 in there. I pulled over on the side of the road, and I said, God, I said, you can supply manna in the wilderness. God, I said, you can give it when it's impossible to give. A few days later, uh, we gave them another Bible study. We ended up baptizing, I believe, 19 out of 22 and and about 17 of those got the Holy Ghost. And a lady called me. And she said, Brother McCain, can you meet us? Can you meet us in Bogalusa, you and your wife, for lunch? And, and when I got uh, laid off from this company, and I know I'm just talking tonight, talking about me. And uh, I, I, my wife said, what are we going to do? We've got all this debt. And we figured up our debt, how much it was. And I said, well... All I can tell you is I'm going to believe God for the impossible. Amen. And we were walking through a wilderness, brother. We didn't know where, we didn't know where the next payment was going to come from for anything. I'm just telling you. And there it was. We met those folks that day at that little Mexican restaurant. And I didn't really have the money, but I paid for their food. And, and the woman, when she called, she said, Brother McCain, she said, I got some tithes and I, I, I want to pay you tithes. And I called my pastor, and I said, look. I said, I've never accepted tithes from anybody. And I, I said, uh, but they don't have a preacher. He said, go accept them. He said, you're the only preacher in their life. Go get them. I went over there. That woman come in with a shopping bag, and, you know, I, it, I just thought they'd been shopping. We sat there, and we ate. And then a little bit after we got through eating, she said, Brother McCain, I never told you, she said, but... Uh, there's a reason that we live the way we have lived. She said, it's not by choice. She said, my husband died in a hospital. They gave him the wrong kind of medicine. She said, we had to survive. 
She said, I'm ashamed, but she said, we had to survive. And I told her, I said, I understand. Sometimes we wonder, what am I doing in the wilderness? What am I doing in a situation like this? She said, but the hospital, she said, they, they paid off on my husband's debt, death. And she said, I want to pay you these tithes. And in that bag, she sat on that table. She paid $56,000 in tithes. It more than wiped out all the debt that I had. Can I just tell you something? You need to dare to believe God for the impossible. Hallelujah. You need to dare to believe that God is bigger than the situation. But can I tell you where you're going to learn to trust him at? It's in the wilderness. It's in the wilderness that God will make a river flow through a dry place. It's in the wilderness, amen, that God's going to prove to you that I can sustain you, I can keep you, I can prosper you in the wilderness. In Psalms 107, verse 35 through 37. He turneth the wilderness, or that desert place, into a standing water. An hour before, I had no idea how I was going to pay all that debt that was over my head. No idea. And in a moment's time, God turned the wilderness into a standing water. Hallelujah. It looked like we was neck deep in blessings, brother. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, God don't love McCain any more than he does you. Amen. But it's in the wilderness when we learn not to get offended because God is leading us through the wilderness. When we learn that I'm not going to get aggravated at God because God's got me in the wilderness. When I don't understand, when I don't understand what God's doing, it's just a wilderness experience that God's put you in. And if we're not careful, we'll say, what am I doing in this wilderness? But it's in the wilderness that God can make a standing water. Read. And dry ground will spring forth into water springs. Where did it come from? comes out of the wilderness. When John the Baptist come preaching, I believe it's in Matthew the third chapter. You hadn't got to go there. When he come forth preaching, where did he come from? The Bible said he came out of the wilderness. God prepared him, not in king's houses. Hallelujah. But he prepared him in the wilderness to be the greatest preacher on the face of the earth. In Matthew, the fourth chapter, I believe it is, when the Spirit of the Lord descended on Jesus and the Spirit led him away, where did it lead him to? The wilderness. The Bible said the Spirit of the Lord led the man, the man Christ, to the wilderness. It was in the wilderness that God prepared the man for Calvary. It was in the wilderness that God prepared the flesh for the Garden of Gethsemane. If there had been no wilderness, there'd have been no Calvary. If there'd have been no wilderness, 
that have been no promised land. They come the music. I'm fixing to close. If there was no wilderness in your life, there'd be no victory in your life. Whenever we're in the wilderness, gleam from the manna of God. It was in the wilderness that God got rid of all the spirits of Egypt. It was when they come out of the wilderness that there was a cutting away of the flesh. It's in the wilderness that we realize exactly where we are with God. As long as everything's going good, anybody can shout and run the aisles. But whenever it seems like that we're isolated, Sister Moore, and I'm sure that every preacher and preacher's wife has felt like this at times. There's times that I'm around, I'm around crowds almost every night. But there's times that I have felt so alone. I felt like nobody knows where I'm at. You ever been there? Nobody knows the hurt. Nobody knows the pain. Used to be a song when I was in the world. See that funny little clown as he walks by. Nobody knows he's crying. Nobody knows he's dying. He's got that smile that's painted on his face. And there's times in our walk with God that we just keep smiling. I wish I could get a witness. But in our hearts, we're in the wilderness. And nobody knows but God. And if I chose to, I could get offended. But I choose to let God lead me through this wilderness because I know it's to the making, it's to the making of my soul, to the saving of our souls. Hallelujah. One more scripture in closing. Go to the book of Hebrews, third chapter, verses 8 through 12. Had a man call me. I know I've mentioned him before. I was going through one of the hardest trials of my life, and um, we had lost our first grandbaby in a car accident, six months old. And it's hard not to ask questions. It's hard when you just get thrown into the wilderness. It's hard sometimes not to get offended. And I had a man call me, old Brother Red Roberts, not a preacher, but uh, he was used of God, and he just told me. He said, Brother McCain, he said, I got a word from the Lord for you. I was crying. I said, I need it. I said, if I've ever needed it, I said, I need it. He said, God said to tell you, he's going to pull you through if you can take the pulling. And I'm telling some here tonight, God's going to pull you through if you can take the pulling. Don't get offended at God. God's got it. He said he led the children of Israel through the wilderness. He was so present with them. He was that pillar of cloud by day and there he was that pillar of fire by night and 
if they looked to turn back, he was that rock that was following them in the wilderness. And if we'll just search ourselves when we get thrown into that wilderness experience, we'll find that the presence of God surrounds us and that God's going to pull us through. Hallelujah. He's not just taking you into the wilderness, but he's going to take you through it. And there is a promised land. There is a promised land. When the children of Israel made it to the promised land, they were prepared to conquer Jericho. But it was because of the wilderness. Whenever they made it to the promised land, they were prepared to worship God. But it was because of the wilderness. In the book, read for us. Harden not your hearts. Don't be offended. That's what he's saying. Don't be offended. Harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. Read. In the day of temptation. In the what? In the wilderness. Sometimes these offenses that come our way, it's when God puts us in the wilderness. Trust me. He's saying, trust me. I'm not going to take you the shortcut, but I'm going to take you through a place that's going to make you a better child of God. I'm going to take you away that's going to make you a better worshiper of God. I'm going to take you away that you'll be able to set your children on your lap and tell them about the delivering hand of God. Harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation and temptation in the wilderness. Read. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and sought my works 40 years, I was grieved with them and said, they err in their hearts. But it was in the wilderness that God perfected them, Brother Moore. But to those that got offended, go to verse 17. But with those that I was grieved 40 years, was it with them that sinned? They got offended by going the wilderness route. They were looking for a shortcut. Brother Moore, you're not going to save everybody. Some's going to look for a shortcut. But to those that's willing to walk through the wilderness, you're going to build a mighty church in Bendale. Read for me. Their carcass, those that got offended, those that would not heed, and those that were not satisfied with the manna, those that would not follow, those that would not submit, those that got offended, their carcass fell in the wilderness. But to all of those, to all of those that said, I'm going to pass the test, all of those that learn faith and trust in God. All of those that learn genuine praise. I'm telling you, they crossed that Jordan River that day. Brother, into the promised land. Hallelujah. I can see it in sight. The promised land's in sight. God's coming back after a bride as His church stands. God's getting ready to come. I'm not going to be offended by the way of the wilderness. 
sure there's going to be times that I'm going to ask myself, what am I doing here? Why me? Why am I in this situation? Why has this happened to me or my family? Why is the finances like they are? Why can't I have what this one or that one has? I'm going to tell you something. Trust God. Put your trust in Jesus, for he will see you through. It was for you he bled and died. Look upon his face. Trust him for his grace, and he'll lead you to the victor's side. But it's through the ways of the wilderness. I want God to richly bless Bendale. Follow this man of God. Follow this man of God. And trust God even when you're in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to deliver. God's going to deliver. God's bigger than the problem. These altars are open tonight. I know it's a little bit different service. But God's just trying to tell somebody why and where that you're at tonight. God's trying to tell somebody. The situation in your life it wasn't brought about by the devil. It was brought about by God. Give me some sisters that's full of the Holy Ghost. Come and pray tonight. Come on. Come on, church. Be sensitive in the Holy Ghost. There's others in this house tonight. You need to be in this altar. You need to be in this altar. Hallelujah. 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 You need to pray. And sister, I'm just telling you, pour it out before God. God knows. God knows as they say. Oh. 
Just clear. 